What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Tuesday. I am halfway through my work week, I guess, because I'm taking a shorter week this week to hang out with some friends, but it's been a pretty good week overall. I've had a lot going on at work, in my day job, and then at night I've just been completely packed full of stuff that I'm trying to get done for my own business and and trying to get things moving and trying to make sure that August is one of my most profitable months that I've had in a long time. So that's really what I want to do and that's really what I've been working on recently in the past few days. So that's what that's what I've kind of been up to recently and I've had some decent sales. I was going through and I was just putting in a bunch of my sales today in my Excel sheet and I've kind of gotten lazy with that a little bit because I don't know, I just don't really enjoy entering them, right? I mean, it's good to see the overall profit numbers jump up, but it's just not something that's that fun to enter. And so I usually take a day each week or a few days each week and upload all the sales. I, I type them all in manually and I have all the items there. I just go find them. I put in what they sold for and what the selling shipping was and the buying shipping and where it sold. And then that kind of calculates everything else out for me so that way I don't have to do it. But I kind of get lazy with it sometimes because I just don't really feel like putting them all in there and then it comes to a week later I don't even really know how much money I have to work with anymore because I'm so far behind on the amount of sales I've made and and don't really know where I should be spending money and so it's kind of a hindrance to not do that so that's just kind of a tip there if you're doing reselling and you're making sales I would try and enter them as often as possible that way you can see how much money you have to work with and you're not just and that's if you're funding it fully based off of sales numbers and stuff. So if you're funding it based off of the profit you make per sale, then I would definitely focus on trying to get those in as often as possible. And it happens to me. I get lazy with it a little bit, and then I try and get back on it, and I usually get back on it pretty good where I'm putting my sales in daily, and I'm kind of caught back up. But whenever you have 20 unrecorded sales, it's kind of a pain trying to go back through and document each one and go and look what did I pay for shipping for this one and what did this and so it is just it is just kind of a task but it's all right so it it went well I got all those marked in I was kind of happy with the profits that I made that I hadn't accounted for and I was just going through and looking at some of my numbers and I got a ding on my phone and somebody on Mercari had offered me they well they just started messaging me on Mercari about a backpack that I have for sale and For those of you who haven't been paying attention to some of the older podcasts I've had, I think I've talked about it before, but I got the Jordan 1 Smoke Grays, and I got them in a size 13 and then a size 14. I was planning on holding both pairs because both of those pairs are going to probably jump up, I think, in value considerably over the next upcoming months. And so that's a thing you can do with sneakers where you can actually hold them and treat them as if you were to treat a stock where you are trying to quick sell it. Not quick sell it like daily sell it, but sell it within a a very, a shorter amount of time, but hold it for a little bit, right? So you're not trying to hold this thing out for five years. Maybe you just want to hold it for a couple months, see how it does. And and that's probably what I'm going to end up doing with these sneakers. So this has happened before where sneakers that people have bought from like Jordan 1 releases typically do go up and especially now I'm not really sure what's going on with sneakers but it seems like there's a lot more of a at least from the beginning of the year to now it seems like there's a lot more people keeping up with uh, which sneakers are being released what colorways are coming out they seem a lot more enthusiastic about the colorways and I think part of that's because they've been 
pretty decent colorways. I mean, you had the royal toes, and then you had, I think they were the black toe royal toes, and then we had the court purples a little bit before those, and then we had the smoke grays, I think were the last big Jordan 1 release, and upcoming, I think this week on Thursday, we have the satin and they were like they're red and uh, black snakeskin pattern Jordan 1s coming out in women's sizing and those are going to do really well just because they're a bread colorway which is black and red so people have been doing really well with Jordans and I've been watching these prices and a lot of the stock numbers on these Jordans are pretty high meaning that they're selling a ton of them and they're producing a ton of them which would make them less rare less harder to attain and less valuable but what i'm seeing is they're still jumping up considerably in value i mean there was a time when the court purples were restocking daily on foot sites and stuff and i'm going through watching this and then i see that they're selling a couple months after release for 300 bucks a pair and so these people that were picking up oh gosh i mean like you could have picked up 10 pairs of those things and just held them and turned a hundred and what one thousand seven hundred dollars into roughly i don't know roughly three to three point five k and it's just it was kind of crazy to me to watch the the value in those jump especially for a shoe that really wasn't that overhyped it really wasn't that uh very rare or very like there was a lot of stock put in with it and the same thing happened with the royal toes they're going to go up people know they're going up a lot of people bought them to hold which is just going to drive up the price even more because there's less in the marketplace right now and so it is something that i am watching and i've been doing a little bit of research on these and seeing hey they're going to go up regardless that was kind of like an aside somebody made me an offer on instagram and this is a guy that i talk to pretty frequently about some different shoe stuff that i work with and um, he helps me out a good bit just helping me find different places to sell shoes and different places that release shoes and things and so it's been a huge help to me and he messaged me and said hey i really want those and you have a size 14 which is hard for me to get a lot of times can you do a trade with me and so he ended up sending me over a ton of shoes and supreme stuff he really went out of his way i mean overloaded me with a ton of stuff way more value than i was providing back um, but he just wanted to do it and that was I mean I was fine with it he sent a bunch of email confirmations and receipts with everything too which was awesome and I got it all in I got it all listed up and today I got a message from Mercari from somebody saying hey I would like to buy this backpack and so I made a quick deal with them and they were asking so here's the thing like they said I need this backpack for my brother it's his birthday coming up and I really really want to get it for him would you take 185 and I had it listed at 200 right now on StockX I think it's at like 170 ish so not really that not really that well priced on StockX compared to what I had it at and the fees on StockX are pretty comparable to Mercari I think Mercari maybe it's probably right around the same because StockX I think does 9.5 percent plus five dollars Mercari's just a flat 10% and I charged the buyer shipping so I was losing 10% it was going to be 10% off at 200 and they asked me do you want to do 185 and I kind of sat there I was like well no you just said me you really need this you just said you really need this backpack why would I give you a deal so I just said actually I think I'm pretty firm on the price um, but I appreciate the offer and they immediately just bought the backpack outright so I made a quick sell on that that was awesome I got that listed up last week I didn't even put any pictures up with it either I mean this, this person buying it really didn't care that much, which is pretty good because if I'm buying something Supreme, I'm going all out inspecting every 
little inch detail about it because a lot of stuff is fake out there and you have to pay attention to stuff like that. And that's something a lot of people don't know. A lot of hypeware that you're buying locally, you need to be able to do your own investigation on because when you show up to buy something, let's say you do like a Facebook marketplace or a, I don't know, like Craigslist, I guess, if people do that or like offer up or let go. If you're showing up to, to buy a pair of sneakers, you have to really know your stuff because people oftentimes have fake sneakers, especially if you see like a really stellar deal on a pair of sneakers. Now, that's not to say all good deals on sneakers are actually a bad deal because you're going to get a fake pair. That's just to say you need to be cautious and know what you're dealing with. And there are a couple sites out there. I forget what the one site's called, but if you type into Google, um, how do I know if my sneakers are real or like authenticating sneakers? There is a blog that is basically dedicated to this and they have an app that I think you can sign up for and pay money and they'll actually like if you send them pictures they'll authenticate them and say hey like we we think these are real we think these aren't real but they have a ton of detailed guides on there for any of the really hyped up sneakers so that's the thing if you see that your sneakers are on there and that is a guide that like they have a guide on the site chances are that there's a chance they could be fake um, just because somebody would have made a fake for those where if you're looking up just like a pair of Air Max 97s unless they're like the Sean Watherspoons or something they're probably not going to have a fake pair so you can be fine if you're just buying like a regular pair of Nikes or one that's a very very I don't know underrated colorway where they're not actually there would have been no reason to make a fake for it but if you're buying like a pair of Chunky Dunkies or a pair of Travis Scott Jordan 6s or, or something that's pretty hyped up I would definitely do your research and make sure, and you can even go on YouTube and type in um, fake Travis Scott 6 or fake Chunky Donkeys versus real, and there are people that actually go and buy or find a pair of fake ones, uh, a pair of really good fake ones at that, and they will point out the differences that you can find pretty easily once you kind of know what you're looking for. So that is something that I would definitely do. There are a lot of good deals to be had on Facebook Marketplace, and I honestly need to kind of get my Facebook moving a little bit because I don't have access to Facebook Marketplace. I didn't really ever have a Facebook just because I never got into it and now they won't let me on Facebook Marketplace because they think I'm just some scammer person that made an account and once on. And so I'm not really sure what to do about that. I looked it up and they didn't really have any information. Pretty sure if I called them and just told them what I wanted to do and told them kind of what my sales numbers were, they'd be fine with it because I could do some pretty good damage on Facebook Marketplace. And the fees are relatively low. I think it's 0% for anything you're doing locally. And then I think if you're shipping things, I think it's like 5%. So, and I may be wrong on that because I don't use it that much. I know for local stuff, it's zero. And then I'm pretty certain that for shipping things, which now they offer a shipping option where you can buy the shipping through Facebook Marketplace and ship it across the country, it, I think it's 5%. So um, look into that too, because if you have a Facebook account that's kind of you've used for a while now and you're just a real person that's like using it or you have some business Facebook account or whatever, you can go on a Facebook Marketplace. You'll probably have no issues with that unless you were in a past life scamming people on there or something. But, you know, you can go on there, list things up, and I see a lot of success with it. Because basically what you have is you have the traffic of people that are on Facebook, either in your area or now, I guess, all across the country because they're doing shipping. And, and they've been doing that for a little while. But you have all the people in your local area looking at it, and then you have all these other people across the country. And basically anybody that uses Facebook can find your item. And there's a lot more people that use Facebook than use eBay or I mean, I don't know. I don't know the numbers between Facebook versus Amazon. I think there's probably more people on Facebook 
but it's probably a lot closer than eBay and Facebook. And I list primarily on eBay, so I can only imagine the traffic I would get if I put stuff on Facebook. So that is really why I uh, I want to get into Facebook a little bit more. And for now, I may just start listing stuff in like some of the groups that are related to the items that I'm selling. There's a lot of local groups you can list in, and I know a lot of people do really well with that, where they'll take items, they'll list them in like a local group, whether it's a buy sell trade group, or maybe there's a like a local sports cards group that they can list things in, or maybe just a glow like a a country uh, nationwide sports card group where you actually can do deals on that. I, I know that I was listening to the sports card investor podcast and they were talking about how one of the guys primarily deals on facebook marketplace that he had on there and and he was just talking about doing deals on facebook marketplace and and the different nuances of it and stuff but it was really interesting to me because you can save yourself a ton of money on fees especially for things like sports cards which i don't know if you follow or not but they are absolutely sky high right now with the prices and i mean when you're talking about 10 percent of a fixed of a six thousand dollar card you would be losing on eBay plus the PayPal fees, or I guess 12 point whatever percent on eBay now since they've moved to manage payments. When you're talking about losing that amount of money, that's over $600. So you really need to pay attention to those kinds of things because that could cost you a lot of money if you aren't careful. And so there is a lot of opportunity to save yourself a lot of money on Facebook Marketplace. A lot of the deals are cash deals as well, which is just nice to have that immediate cash in hand. And it's just it's just a kind of a from what I've seen a pretty clean, easy to work with environment. If you're pretty relatively normal on there, you're not listing anything weird, and you obviously have to deal with people flaking out and stuff because you have to be kind of quick to move on there. So that's more for buying because a lot of times things will pop up on there and just go down really quickly because somebody buys it so fast. But that's just kind of a tribute to the power of it. So I'm going to be looking into that in the upcoming probably the upcoming week or so, probably next week, just because I don't know how much time I'll have this week, but to be able to get on there and start listing some stuff locally, but then be able to ship nationwide as well with the traffic of Facebook, I think it's going to be a huge thing for us. I mean, when you're looking at what they're doing right now, they did announce they were doing some sort of like selling program that I think that was more geared towards selling. And it wasn't just Facebook Marketplace. It was actually like a, a place for selling items like a platform almost so that is something that they look like they're moving into they announced it a couple months back and when you see that facebook is doing something like that that's something that i i tend to pay attention to because facebook amazon uh, i guess now tesla's even creeping up there when these companies kind of put themselves out there like that or google google or apple when they put themselves out there for something and they're one of these bigger companies that has a very kind of prominent role within like the stock market and just within companies in general that's a thing i try to pay attention to like when amazon does something you know it's probably very very data driven and very very smart so i try to follow that and base my own decisions off of something like that if it seems like it could be something that affects me so that's just something that i i like to kind of kind of like a life hack for me where i can kind of test and see the way things are trending just based off of what those kind of companies are doing um, but, you know, when Facebook says they're going to do something, they're probably going to do it pretty well. So I would just keep your eye on that. It's probably good to get at least a little bit acquainted with selling on their platform just for that reason in case they do make a competitor to eBay. And it seems like they already have kind of done that anyways with the ability to ship outside of the outside, like the ability to ship at all. So 
that is something that I am going to be looking at upcoming and I didn't mean to divulge into a Facebook marketplace podcast, but it's something I really haven't talking talked about because I don't do a lot of local stuff. So that is something that could save you a lot of money. If you have a, if maybe you live in like a city or something, you have a lot better shot of making local deals because there's a lot of people in a city. It's a very populated area. And a lot of people right now are doing local stuff just because they can't go out to the stores. They don't feel comfortable going out to the stores or whatever. So if you have the items in hand, oftentimes they'll be willing to pay you and you'll have to do something where you can go leave the item on their door and they leave the cash on their door or something. Uh, but you know, it, it is the way things are. So that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good one. Hopefully that helps you out and hopefully you can take something from that and, you know, incorporate it to save you guys a little bit more money uh, with missing out on the fees for Facebook Marketplace. So that being said, I'll let you guys get back to whatever you're doing on this Tuesday, but I'll get with you guys tomorrow for another podcast. You have a good one and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.